Streets and Scholars. I'm Alex Alonso. I'm here with FG, aka Frank Thornton, and we're ready to bring you guys another banger. What's going on, Frank? What's going on with you, man? How your day going? Oh man, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, it really was a slow week, man. I feel it was a slow news week. What do you think? You know what? I kind of felt the same <laughs> thing, man. I was looking around and people were sending me a few things, but it, which is which is not a bad thing, especially if it's uh. You know, no news is better than bad news. Yeah, man, I want to talk about that uh, shooting that we had here in Los Angeles at the Peck Park down in San Pedro. But uh, I want to do a couple of fact checks from episode 19. We kind of went right into our episodes uh, last couple of weeks. I didn't get to do much fact check, but this is a very important one. In episode 19, we talked about Cowboy and Eric Holder. And I actually said that Cowboy testified that Eric Holder was the shooter. Now, when I went back and looked at my notes and I went back and looked at everything, he actually never ID'd him as the shooter. He just said that he ran out of the marathon store, Nip was on the ground, and he saw Eric running away, which is a little different from saying, I saw him bussing. Yeah, so I want to yeah. make that clear. Okay, okay. He didn't testify that he saw Eric Holder shooting. He actually said that everyone was running, and when he saw Eric Holder running, he wasn't sure if he was the shooter or not right so i want to uh correct that's a major (laughs) that's a major mistake i I put the i put uh cowboy um saying that he had the gun and he busting all that and yeah no i didn't didn't catch that then you know yeah he didn't he didn't say it that way but um nevertheless he did testify and he told on some things that you know considering that he's an og rolling 60 he probably been shouldn't have been speaking on it but um, also, you wanted me to double check, make sure Rim Paul ran back. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was episode 19, and he mm-hmm. absolutely did run back. Okay. If you go to um, AGTV, he posted the LAPD body cam footage mm-hmm. of of the whole scene after Nipsey got shot, and you see Rim Paul, he's there on his knees, he's standing up. Oh, so okay. he came back. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that was on my concern. I wasn't know. 100% sure if he yeah. came back. I kind of knew he came back, but we Shermai and and um and Rimpaw, both of them came back even okay. though they ran. So I mean, shit like I say, man, you get to hear that 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 Fody bus and you 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 ain't going to just stand there though to be honest with you. Yeah, man. I, I put I put no blame on those two brothers because at the at the end of the day, it's about preservation of life. No matter how gangster you are, you got to preserve your life. No doubt. But, I mean, you know, in an environment like that, you know, it just seemed like, you know, it had been a pistol packer in the the vicinity, you know, for the NIP team, you know. And that's another story, but I'm just saying, you know. Well, I think that uh, at that particular intersection, they had to be very careful because the police were always over there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The police was always running up in some of these places. Okay, always on their helmet kind of tough. Yeah, so they had to really be, you know, by the book over there. Yeah. And these are legitimate businesses. Right, right, right. So they were trying to say, trying to do it the right way. No, no doubt, no doubt. Like you said, we could be in there on, you know, showing people how to put it back down in the community because I didn't realize that he owned that whole um, lot right there. And I, I was proud of him when I heard that. Yeah, he did own it, but it was in his brother's name, um, Sam, Black Sam's name. Yeah, no, it don't yeah. matter, but you know what? It <laughs> yeah. was in his auntie name. I mean, you know, he had full control over it, and that's something that, you know, wish should teach these guys out here that's getting all this money, you know, hey, put something under your belt, man. Yeah, man, so um, a lot of people are surprised that there was no return gunfire. Um, you know, 
to a certain degree, yeah, you would, you would expect somebody out there to return some gunfire. But then at the same time, these people are trying to establish legitimate businesses in a place where the LAPD is always raiding and running up in and trying to take somebody to jail. So Right. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, another uh, mistake that I made on episode 19, we were talking about DeAndre Bonds, who had a, a similar case like Eric Holder back in, um, that was back in 2001, actually. And I had said, I said he had just got cast in a movie called Guy Fisher. And there is no such movie called Guy Fisher. It was called uh, Antoine Fisher. Antoine Fisher. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, I said yeah, Guy yeah. Fisher, and Guy Fisher is the New York heroin dealer. See, I didn't. I knew the movie was Antoine Fisher, but I thought you knew something I didn't know. You nah, know what I mean? So I left it alone. Hey, I guess I got drug dealers and gangsters in man, my head. Man, So I'm, I was watch, listening, it, listening to it back. And I said, why the hell did I say yeah, Guy yeah, Fisher? Yeah. So, yeah, he had just got cast in that movie, Antoine Fisher. That was a Denzel Washington movie, right. which he never got to play in because he caught that, um, well, they charged him with murder. Man. And he ended up getting um, the manslaughter. But um, Guy Fisher, it was a heroin trafficker. Since I said Guy Fisher, I might as well tell everybody who he was. He was a heroin, heroin trafficker from 1972 to 1983 in New York City. And he learned the game from a guy named Nicky Barnes, mm -hmm. who eventually Nicky Barnes ratted on him. Man. Because Nicky Barnes received a life sentence in 1978. And I guess because um, he wanted to get out, mm -hmm. everyone knew that Guy Fisher was now the man. He helped um, put a case on Guy Fisher. And Guy Fisher ended up getting sentenced to life without parole. But he was given a medical pardon in 2020, so he's a free man, but he's in his 70s now. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of these New York drug dealers before? Oh, no, man. Nicky Barnes and, oh, yeah. and, 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 and uh, Frank Lucas and oh, all yeah. them dudes, they was getting money, man. They was, man. You know, I mean, I hated some of the end outcome from them, but they was they was the, the, the godfathers of getting that bread, man, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, man, those are a couple of uh, fact checks from episode... 19 uh go back and tap into some of the streets and scholars episodes if you're new to this podcast uh we're on all platforms and if you're listening to us on itunes go ahead and leave us a rating and review and we'll tap back in with you on any questions that you might have for fgm myself and a couple of updates man we've been talking about this boxer case i looked him up he's still sitting in jail even though he was granted uh, release. He was granted a release, but he's still sitting in jail. So uh, someone told me some, it takes a while to get processed from, you know, you're, you're free to getting out of jail. Um, I've seen it both ways. I've seen them call dudes that been down 10, 15 years and tell them, hey, man, you got to be out of here before four o'clock count. You know what I mean? Same day. Same day. Wow. You know what I mean? I've seen that on two instances. And one time we, me and the homie was playing chess and uh, they called him down to the uh, case manager's office. And uh, he came back and he was like, homie, I got a problem. I'm like, what's happening? He say, uh, first problem is I got to be out of here by four o'clock. Second problem is I don't know where I'm going just based on. Oh shit! I still had a couple years. I some some years left. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, um, that's how it goes sometimes. But his boxer situation is a little different. I believe it's probably all kind of paperwork that might be need to signed and notarized and that type of shit. You know, for boxer. You know. Plus, I guess he might be going into this like protective thing. Right, right, right. So they probably need time to set up everything to make sure that they, you know, keep this dude alive. Now, when you got your release date you knew that date was coming how far in advance did you know i'm getting out on this date um no it don't be that far in advance you probably probably around the six seven month period you know they give you a date walk you in there and you know give you a date but at the end of the day 
um, my first time going to prison, Alex, I just didn't believe that they were ever going to let me out, you know, and I'd only had a couple years. It just, I just didn't believe these people were going, it just felt like I was never going to go home, you know <laughs> what I mean, you know, and uh, until I started seeing people go home, you know what I mean, I'm like, okay, they maybe they, they are letting people out, you know, but about, looks, about seven, eight months. Does it, does it look like a place where there's no return, like once you're in these walls, it just seems like this is, uh, this, this feels permanent? Well, it all depends on what role you take, you know what I mean? Like me, you know, I don't have a mother, father, sister, or brother to call and, you know, do I, we miss yous and, you know what I mean, and all that sort of thing. So I was living the life of the life. So while I was on the yard, you know, my first, my state bid, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm rocking with the homies hands down, inside or outside. It's just, you know, um, you living that life. So, you know, you know, that's what it is. So you lost both your parents by 19? By 19, yeah. Okay. You know, and maybe about my mom died in, uh, when I was 19, she passed away in, in June. By December, I was on my way to prison, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's a, it's a different perspective when you ain't got your parents to like fall back on. No, no doubt, no doubt. But like I say, that's why I say, you know, I was in there just doing what I do. You know, doing live, going with the flow, you know, hanging with the homies, banging it out. You know, you didn't have no kids, you didn't have no family, you didn't have nobody basically writing you letters saying they miss you, you know, and that sort of thing. It just didn't feel like, you know, these people was going to let me out. But eventually my day came and um, and I got on up out of there. Man, I, I remember the first, well, I don't know if it was the first time, but it was the first time I got arrested for something serious. I had to call my dad. I, it was like, the, that's the only person. Yeah, The yeah. only person. And they, they hit me with a attempted murder when I was uh, 18 or 19 years old. And I told my pops, I called him up, and I knew he was going to be disappointed in me. Mm -hmm. But I was like, pops, it is, it's not what they say it right, is. Right, 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 right. I, I ain't try to kill anybody. Right. But, you know, you, you get into a fight, and people get knocked out. Hell they yeah. get unconscious. No, no doubt. <laughs> they go to the hospital, and then before you know it, you're looking at the paperwork. This is attempted murder. I, yeah. told pops, I said, I had nothing to do with this. And uh, they let me out eventually, but I, I couldn't imagine going through that without my dad. My dad was at that police station. Yeah, hey, yeah. Where's my son at? <laughs> Where's my son at? Why, why are you hitting with this? Yeah. And eventually I got out because it was all exaggerated. But, man, um, I couldn't imagine going through anything like that without a parent because, you know, a parent brings you the wisdom because they've already lived twice your age already. No, no <laughs> doubt. And I never forget my first time even being um, going to jail, you know, because like I said, I made it all through my juvenile with no playing sports, doing my shit, but never getting caught. So when I get caught, I, my first time going to jail, I'm in Hoover Hood at my cousin's house, Five Deuce Hoover Hood. And when we get, we go to jail and we go to 77th Street Station. So, you know, immediately as soon as I get in there, you know, I cut my, cut my folks loose. Tell them straight up, hey, anything y'all got is on me, let them go, ain't no fam. So I'm in there and shit, man. And, you know, I'm really worried about my first time in here as an adult, just turned 18, you know. So... I'm at 77th Street Station, and I, and I called my mom, you know what I mean? Because she always said, you ever go to jail, do not call me. I ain't coming to get your ass, you know what I mean? So I called my mom. She like, everything good? I'm like, everything good? You know, I said, it's cold in here, though, but everything good, you know what I mean? I bullshit you not, Alice. About an hour or two later, the deputy called me to the, the officer called me to the bog, to, to the gate. I was like, hey, man, here, your mother brought you this and shit. She brought me a sweatshirt, right? <laughs> they clowned the shit out of me up in that cell and shit. Man, your mommy brought you a sweatshirt? You know what I mean? But shit, her baby was cold. She, you she know what I mean? She came through. She came through. yeah. That shit was funny as a bug. That's pretty pleasant. Um, man. I caught my first case in L.A. when I was 13, and 
I had only been living with my dad in L.A. for two years. Mm-hmm. I think I came when I was 11. And I caught a little stupid case stealing bikes. Mm-hmm. They, hit me, they hit me with a receiving stolen property. Mm-hmm. And uh, they let me out. And my pops beat me with a broomstick. Man. He said, I didn't bring you to Los Angeles to start catching cases. Right, right, right. And I was like, it was just a bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, I didn't, I didn't, and I didn't steal the bike. I, I grabbed the bike that someone else stole. Before you know it, I'm in jail. Right, right. For receiving stolen property. And um, they tried to do the whole the juvenile hall thing, but I, I ended up not having to go to juvenile hall. I did six months probation mm-hmm. used to have to go to this probation department on exposition and crenshaw every week and sit there and talk for an hour about nothing mm-hmm. but um yeah it's funny I, I went from getting an ass whooping from my dad with a broomstick when i was 13 to five years later he's coming to save me and you know get me out of jail man well you know the funny thing real quick is that day we went to jail um my grandmother stayed five houses down from my cousin so we going to jail my grandmother came out there so she me she called my mom immediately. I told the officer, she like, your mom on her way. I told the officer, hey man, can you go and get us up out of here before <laughs> before she get here? Cause I wasn't scared to go to jail, but I was scared of my mother, man. She oh. she didn't play that shit. Oh yeah. She did not play, Alex. You so, know what I mean? What, what age you weren't scared of going to jail? I was never scared to go to jail. Oh. I just wasn't going. You know, it just but but at I was you know, I was raised under the, the thumb of, you know, your parents do for you, man. Like I said, I, I, I didn't grow up in poverty. I just grew up in the hood, you know, so they provide for you. And they aspect is, look, man, we'll give you everything you want. Just do what the hell you need to do. You know, go to school, get good grades, be a decent human being. And it that be hard when you're in the hood, you know. Yeah. I was a little nervous the first time I bought the L.A. County Jail as an 18-year-old. Um, but I, I held my own and, you know, I was a pretty strong youngster. But yeah, I ain't gonna lie about it, man. You get in, in that LA County. Oh, well, no, nah, that's nervous. a different. You didn't ask me that. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. didn't ask me that. You just said scared to go. No, shit, that LA County, because we always heard the stories about 9,500, you know, the 9,000 flow. You know, all the Crips was on the 9,000 floor. You yeah. know what I mean? And the homies always told me if you hit it, you got to man up. You know what I mean? Ain't no tucking your tail, but you're going to get tested as soon as you hit it. You know, and no doubt, you know, you hit that 9,500, man, County Jails, 100 Crips, it, everywhere in every 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 unit you hit. Yeah. But, um, but but you know, back then, you know, you walked your walks, you repped your shit, you know, you took your ass whooping if you need to, but you, you, you know, you did it with your chest out, you know? Yeah, man, it's, um, it, you know, I was just looking up some information about the L.A. County Jail. There's 22,000 inmates, and it is the largest jail facility in the world damn <laughs> well you know what one thing about it man one thing before i went to the end up going to the state pen you know and i was trying to ask the homies like what was the pen like what was the pen like of course you got different levels and shit like that but just a curious dude who had never been period you know had a couple questions and the one homie just said it like this man if you could walk the la county jail man if you could survive in this motherfucker you could survive anywhere Yep. And I took that advice and went on with it. And I think it's still like that today. Because I'm hearing all kinds of stories. When, as soon as you get to the county jail, man, you run like three, four, five, six fades. Man, it's rocking and rolling, man. You, you know, know. When I was in there in the late 80s, um, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that crazy. You didn't have to run like seven, eight fades like I'm hearing now with some of the youngsters. You know? Yeah, man. My little homies be calling me. They tell me, man, they done ran three today. You know what I mean? I'll yeah. be like, damn, your knuckles ain't hurting. But that's just what it is. I know? think it's because there's less... 
there's less segregation because they would separate different groups right, and different right, cars right, right. back then. So yeah. you was really fighting your own most of the time. No doubt. But now I think everyone is just thrown in together in these dorms. Well, you got to realize, though, even back then, though, everybody wasn't beefing with everybody. You know what I mean? You had these dudes beefing with these dudes. But nowadays, it's like everybody is enemies. You yeah. know what I mean? So what they doing is they're going to come in here. We're going to run our fade. OK, now we can live together. You know what I mean? We didn't got that out the way. Us as black men, let's 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 walk this walk because there's other obstacles in here too. You know what I mean? Yeah, there are more enemies. That's a good point because you know, in in the late '80s, I can't even think of a blood set that was fighting with a blood set on a regular basis. There might have been skirmishes, right, right, right. But it wasn't no long term conflict. Like man, we let see me today. tell you, Alex, back then, man, you know, and even like I said, I didn't hit the county jail. To, I, I was 18 in '91, and if you was a blood, you was a blood, you was a blood. Pyro, all that we ran together faithfully. You know, wasn't no issues. You know what I mean? So that that was the last person you thought you was going to have to run a fade with, you know? Yeah. So um, so uh, it's just a different time. Like you say, so many people have so many enemies that they're in there fighting every day now. That's crazy. Uh, so we, we have no idea. I'm just thinking um, Boxer might actually be out. But when you look him up, it say he's not because maybe they're trying to trick us. Well, you know, they <laughs> done pulled some shit on us with Boxer already. You know, they done um, checked him in the county jails and stuff under false names and moved him around, you know, secretly, you know. Yeah. So uh, technically, they have the capability of doing that because he's such a high profile dude. So, yeah, bro, um, bros is going to be getting out if he's not already out. Um, all right. Uh, YNW Melly, guy that's on that's charged with a double murder. So far, there's no update on his case. His trial should be going like any day now. And that's probably going to be the biggest trial in the state of Florida when it does go. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. They probably putting getting all the dotting all the I's uh, crossing all the T's, you know, getting everything ready to go. But just like, uh, you know, I was surprised how fast Eric Holder trial went, man. It just came and went like like that, you know, so. Nine once, days. Yeah, once they get going, it's going to get going. So, like you say, any day now. Yeah, if you count the days of the Eric Holder trials, it was just nine days, even though they took a lot. They took Fridays off every week. Mm-hmm. If they didn't take Fridays off every week, uh, it would it would have finished sooner. Right. And, um, and then there was a lot of half days, too. And there was a couple days. There was a day off after July 4th. But, yeah, in total, it was just nine days of testimony. There are, I believe, 20, 20 witnesses and uh the defense had i think two witnesses so yeah well the thing about the ynw melly thing is i mean he's probably gonna be super surprised at some of the shit that they then came up with that they know they don't realize they know you know i'm sure he's going to get blind shot and his attorney's really going to have to put some work in in order to put him in the, the best position yeah man that's a that's a tough one man double murder there so uh you know i mean it's possible but you know that's a death penalty state even though he is not looking at the death penalty the death penalty is off the table for those who are wondering that was mm-hmm. the reason why the most recent delay was i guess they wanted to try to give him the death penalty but um that ain't happening so his trial should be starting anytime soon but he's, he's definitely looking at life in prison no doubt but like i said you know me i still got my eye on ynw uh uh bortland i, I want to see how you know he uh what what, what role he play in all this as far as you know if he had uh significantly something to do with it or you know, did he get, you know, I just want, I got my eye on Borland just to see it, well, how he respond. Yeah, we haven't even, we don't really talk about him too much because Melly was like the leader of the whole clique. True, but Borden is out on bond. You know, this is double murder still. You know, I, I don't know no double murderers that have really got out on bond me personally um, not saying nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have a lot of, inf- uh, 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 um, 
uh, uh, stuff on him. But, you know, hey. That is crazy. He was able to bond out, huh? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just watching what his role is. Maybe he didn't have nothing to do with it. Maybe he, you know, or maybe shit, he, he uh, working with him. I'm just trying to, I'm not going to put nothing on him. I just want to see what his role is because he is out on a double murder and he was part of that plot or plan. Yeah. Uh, I'm Allegedly. To, you yeah, know. allegedly for sure. I'm going to have to do some research on that because that's interesting. I keep forgetting that he's out on bail um, on that. So um, we'll keep you updated on that which is, uh, I believe it's happening in Miami, Florida. And, hey, China Mac, he visits Atlanta. He gets to hang out in the hood. He does vlogs with all these guys there, and there was no issue. He was able to go, and the, the title of his video was, They Tried to Ban Me right, from right, Atlanta. Right, right, right. So he had no problems. No, oh, I didn't think he would, me personally. I didn't think he would, and I'm, I'm just glad he went down there and, and, and didn't keep people thinking. You know, he wouldn't show the motherfucker that, listen, man, there's some bullshit. I can come come and go as I please down here with these dudes. They love me down here, too. I think I want to go down there in, in a week or so. So if you guys are from Atlanta and you tap it into the Streets and Scholars podcast, hit me up. Because uh, I was never banned from anywhere. So I would definitely like to tap in and uh, get a couple videos knocked out down in the ATL. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just be careful, man, because, you know, old boy, man, might want to run that fade with you. You know what I mean? Hey, man, I, I, <laughs> I don't underestimate anybody. Right, know? right, right. As weird and as crazy as some of the things he's done, I don't underestimate. Um, I don't underestimate, bro. So, um, Suge Knight civil trial. We waiting on his second. He's going back on trial for that uh, case that we initially reported that he lost 81 million, but it turns out it was a hung jury. They were going to do it all over again in July, and it doesn't look like it's going to go until August. And that's a case that I'm definitely going to cover, man. I'm going to be right in there. No, no doubt. So we can get to what's actually going on, what's actually being said. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, when you hear on the news, they leave out a lot of facts. You know, just give us a gist. It's cool when um, we can get some, some, some intel or some knowledge on, you know, especially somebody we know personally. You know what I mean? So I would like to see how that's going just to see, um, you know, how that pan out and shit money wise, because um, it's like, you know, they awarding a lot of money to these guys. But I'm wondering how much are people actually getting? You know what I mean? How much are actually hitting their bank account? You know? Well, I think whatever the Terry Carter family gets or is awarded, I should say, they're probably not going to get it. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, you yeah. know. But, hey, it's good to – I understand that people do this because you never know when the guy that you're suing, in this case Suge Knight, comes across some unexpected money, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, they're, mm -hmm. they're going to be in line to get some, okay, a piece okay, of that. For sure. you know? So um, be on the lookout for that trial. I'm going to definitely, I'm going to cover that trial like I covered the Eric Holder trial. I'm going to bring you all the witnesses. I'm going to tell you what the, all of, what they said in court. I'm going to bring the transcripts, all of that, because we need to find out what's going on in that Suge Knight case. All right, man. Um, interesting topic here. This uh, sister named Justine Jones, she got hired in this small town called Kenley, North Carolina, and... As soon as she got hired as city manager, less than a month, like three weeks later, all the police, including the chief, all resigned because of her. And they said because of a toxic, a toxic work environment. And obviously they hating on her and the people that resigned are all white mm -hmm. and she's black. Right. Uh, well, the thing of issue comes in with me is this, you know, sometime in some of these small towns, Alex, they used to run in the 
running the town a certain way. You know, don't forget Andy Griffith, man. You know, all those shows, you know, even those portrayed as a lighthearted, you know, sitcom, you know, you didn't see too many black people down there either, you know. So when somebody come down there with authority, whether it's a black um, city manager, a black police chief, a black certain thing, man, they really get upset still, you know, about some of these things. And for a whole force to quit, you all, because she couldn't have all rubbed all of y'all the wrong way. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, they trying to make a statement. Basically, if you ask me, my opinion, they trying to make a statement that we don't want this sister up in here with no um, authority over us. We want to run our town the way we want been running our town, the the, the good old-fashioned way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I think there's some undertones in that. Definitely. Uh, this, this town is 36% black. And 36% white, 20% um, Hispanic. So 36% black, that's a lot of black folks. That is, especially when you talk about the evil amount. I didn't know it was uh, like 50-50 when yeah. it comes to black and white. Yeah, it's a small town, though, but it's a whole lot of black folks right. in there. Hey, this is what they're saying here. She has created a toxic and hostile work environment. And I just find that hard to believe. How does, how does one sister create an environment where you know and we have to say the police department is small but why would the entire police department want to resign including the chief and then have a town without any police officers you know because they want to run their shit like how they they don't want certain people in their circle and that's just how it is you know they want to sit here and say everybody's equal you know everybody got an opportunity to do this but at the same time you don't show that when it comes to business now she may could be a no-nonsense sister that sees flaws in the uh, uh, police department and she's there to help clean this up and they don't want nobody to oversee exactly what they're doing because you have to understand for one she's a woman they're a man we'll take race out of this we'll just go with man and woman and it's a whole lot of men that don't want to be basically overruled, you know, by a woman. What about a black woman? Exactly. That, that, <laughs> that, 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 that's why I was saying I could eat 50. Even if it was the same race, they don't want that. So then when you put a black woman on top of them, Alex, shit, man, we out of here, man. We not finna go for this. That's crazy. Uh, the police chief, Josh, Josh Gibson, that's his name. He's been on the department um, for 21 years. In his resignation letter directed towards Jones, he said he had been pleased with the progress his department has made in the last three years, but the hostile quote unquote work environment that Jones <laughs> Jones produced made it impossible for progress to continue. Gibson, a 21 year police veteran, has not expanded, has, has not expanded on the alleged details, citing legal concerns, but added that he would consider returning to work if Jones was fired. Right. That's the whole plot and plan, though, Alex. You know what I mean? They got together. They discussed this. Let's all step out. They're going to choose us over her. But the mayor himself is saying, you know, he want to get to the bottom and see, you know, what what's the problem is. But he had to tread lightly, too, because you can, all can't just go on no super racist stuff, especially when the town is 3636. Yeah. You damn sure as a mayor can get out voted. Next thing you know, you have a black mayor over there, so he got to play his cards right, too. Definitely. Let me play a small clip from uh, this uh, local news down there in North Carolina. Let me cue this up here. and the chief resigned today. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Taylor. And I'm Rod Carter. This happened in the small town of Kenley, which is in Johnston County. CBS 17's Gilad Malamud is live there tonight with this story. Gilad. 
Pretty soon this town won't have a police department unless something changes. Police Chief Josh Gibson tells me he and the department's four full-time officers gave in their two weeks notice today. Gibson says he quit because the environment the new town manager who started in June created. He says the other officers quit for the same reason. We asked Gibson to specify what that means, but he said he wouldn't say because attorneys are involved. He ain't got no reason. The town utility clerk also resigned. She black, that's why. Like the job Gibson was doing as chief and says they're shocked and concerned by what's happening. He's done a good job for our town. I'm a retired teacher from the area. I remember seeing him in the schools and just a little bit of shock. And I was like, what in the world, man? I mean, we can't have a lawless town. There's no way on God's green earth we can have a lawless town. So I hope we can find a resolution. We wanted to know what happens with public safety here in two weeks. The spokesperson for the Johnston County Sheriff's Office says there's no specific plans for increased patrol in the area, but they will be here for anyone in Kenley who needs them. We asked the Wilson County Sheriff's Office as well and are waiting to hear back. We also reached out to the town of Kenley for comment about this and are waiting to hear back from them. Live in Kenley, Gilaw, Alamed. All righty. So some people, that was an old guy that was talking about, we can't have a lawless society. They're going to they get us. But um, it's 2,000 people. Y'all should be able to know how to police your Man, own community. You only got four cops. Knock it off. You got <laughs> yeah, it. You yeah. in a you four you, cops. Yeah, 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 yeah. You in a lawless town, man. Four cops. Hey, this is what I would do if I was um if I was homegirl. I'd be like, all right, I accept your resignation and I'm about to hire some new people. Well, is it up to her or is it up to the mayor though? Oh, that I don't know. I don't know this. I think the mayor policy. is a little higher than her. Yeah. But at the same time, she does have rank. You but the, know. but the, the this article says the resignation letter was directed towards her, Jones. So I don't know how much power she has in terms of hiring and firing, but I would do everything I could do to just let these guys go and bring in some replacements to show that we don't need them anymore. Well, let's say it like this. You know, he's been there 21 years. He a good old boy. You know what I mean? To the town and to the city and to the town next to him. You're a good old boy, man. You know what I mean? So sometimes you do need to bring fresh blood in, fresh people in. Fresh, You know, times are changing, man. And you guys want to keep these same tactics, you know, these old school, old, you know, tactics. And, and, and shit got to change sometimes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this guy... 21 years maybe he needs to retire early maybe he needs to just um enjoy the rest of his life and let some new young young folks take over man because uh i was check i was doing a little research on her and uh she i'm actually impressed with her she's got a nice resume she's worked in politics for the last 15 years uh, and she's a good looking sister at that well you know what she knows exactly what's going on down there you know she know her approach is going to ruffle some feathers she might even display that to the city uh, or the other council members, you know, and they probably watching it play out firsthand, you know, as she said, because you notice she hasn't spoke out on anything. Nah, she's been you quiet. Know? And then I, the mayor, he said a little piece. He just said he just want to get to the uh, bottom of what's actually going on. He didn't say too much. You know what I mean? You know. Yeah. Well, um, I wish Justine Jones all the luck over there in that small hick town of Kenley, North Carolina. And uh, I hope you're uh, victorious and prosperous there um, and, and get to continue your career, man. All right. So um, let's see here. You know, I wanted to talk about this last week and um, we ran out of time, but I was very shocked to hear the D.A., from Fulton County, Atlanta, the city of Atlanta, which is Fulton County, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Her name is Tanny Willis, another sister. When asked about the RICO case that she has against Young Thug and Gunna, 
And then she also has a, uh, another one against YFN Lucci. Um, in the middle of the interview, she said, yeah, I got two more coming in the next 60 days. Right, right, right. Ain't that some crazy shit? Hey, man, she, but, but she kept it 100. She let them know that I'm coming. I, I don't even think you're supposed to say that. But I don't either. That's why I was saying, <laughs> damn, was that even, yeah, was that legal? Was that, you know, ethical? Was And what's crazy, if you try to find the clip of her saying it, it is difficult to find. Oh, no shit? Yeah. You I have remember to, it was there at first. It is there. Um, but the best clip that I found was a recording of her on the TV screen. Mm -hmm. I can't find the original the actual original interview so let me play this little clip of her um this is a real short clip let me see if i can get this yes, gang investigations recent months you've had two high profile gang racketeering cases there's gonna be more over the next 60 days you'll see two more boom very short she was being interviewed by channel two down there in atlanta mm -hmm. which is uh wsbtv this is a real clip mm -hmm. uh you know the sister She's wearing a green dress and uh, she's looking fly, and uh, she ain't playing around, man. Ain't, ain't she? Um, she a fly looking sister there? Oh yeah, yeah, nice looking one. Yeah, the nice DA of um, Atlanta, Fulton County. Yeah. So she ain't playing though. No, but at the same time, you know, she's putting it on the line that she's coming for a certain shit. And um, let's be clear though, she didn't tell no top secret information. She didn't tell that we're going to start investigating some people in 60 days. They already got that shit wrapped up. Yeah, it's done. It's done. So, you know what I mean? You know, and they, she just, what she doing is making people sweat to see if they're a part of, you know. It's crazy because if you're from the streets in Atlanta and you know you're doing, you know, doing whatever you're doing, you must be stressing out right now. I mean, you stress the fuck out, homie. You know what I mean? I mean, honestly, though, you like for real, you know what I mean? Because people, the streets are tied in with each other. You know what I mean? And then what they got all these conspiracies and Ricos. Sometimes you could just be on a phone call with a cat. Now you into you in their case. You know what I mean? So I know some dudes stressed out right now. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to find out if any of these people in these indictments, is it just related to a lot of social media, YouTube videos like like um, Young Thug's case? When you read through his case, uh, there's a, supposedly 190 crimes. Two of those crimes are murder. I get it. Okay. But the other hundred and something is just photos, videos, YouTube videos, music videos, uh, Instagram posts, lyrics. It, it's kind of bizarre, actually, that when you read it through that indictment. It, it is. But at the same time, you know, somebody got to put their foot down and start saying that, hold on. <clears throat> Some of this stuff is just is, is, is bogus stuff, you know, and I don't know if they may be charging some of these dudes so they can tell and get real information. But some of this shit is just bullshit, you know what I mean? Just straight up. Yeah, and then, you know, that's that's one of my issues I have with people who do uh, videos of the hood. Um, you know, the goal, of course, is to create a video that's going to get a lot of views so that you can get some good earnings off of the video. But too many people are going too far with the videos and allowing them to show guns, to show weapons, semi-automatic weapons, revolvers, fully automatic weapons, and the content creator does not care because after that he goes home, he edits, he posts it, and he's never gonna see you guys again. No, no doubt. But I guarantee you, Tanny Willis from the DA's office Watching is downloading it. Shit, downloaded it, uh, <clears throat> dissected it. You know what I mean? Know everybody by name. You know what I mean? And you couldn't even, even if she doesn't get you on that case, you may catch another similar case where you trying to plead that you a good dude. And here come this video. You with a chopper in your hand, even if they didn't charge you, 
here go this video to say, no, he's not the church going <laughs> choir boy that he say he is. This him right here. You know what I mean? So, you know, a lot of that, um, like you say, the views come with it, but shit, the, the news come with it too. Now, a lot of people say, hey, if the dude wants to show a chopper, that's his fault. That's his responsibility. The person behind the camera um, shouldn't take any blame or be responsible for it. Um, what is your position on some of these content creators that are willing to, because sometimes I think the guy behind the camera is egging the people on to show the guns too. I think it's a balance. I think they're both feeding into each other. Yeah. When you don't care about who you interviewing, you don't care about the people who you, you know, ha uh, having the content with, you know, when you, you don't care if they do that because you don't care about them. You know, if it's somebody, I guarantee if it's somebody you got love for, one of your nephews pulled up to the to the interview or the uh, rap video and he pulled out one, you can be, hey, hey, nephew, no, 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 because they can come get you later on or they might, you know what I mean? You're going to give him all the best advice you can give him. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I say it, go back to, like you say, some of these content creators don't give a damn about the people that they exploiting because that's basically what you're doing, you know, because you're not giving them the heads up to say, hey, bro, once I post this, it's posted. You know, the DA can download it, or, you know, it, you know, snitches can download it you know what i mean and everybody can see this yeah so um my whole thing is i understand that there are people that are going to say yo alex stop tripping on those content creators if those dudes want to get in front of the camera that's on them that's their fault if if they're if they're doing crime and then they decide to get on a vlog and show a chopper that's their fault and i understand that point but um i i couldn't do it I, I, I couldn't post a video of, you know, a whole bunch of dudes showing straps. Right, right, right. You know, I, I just don't have, like, my integrity won't allow me to do it. You know what I'm saying? No, no doubt. And don't forget, you know, I never, it wasn't that long ago, eight months ago or something. I was down in Tennessee and um, my partner's family pulled up and the police pulled him over right in front of the house we was at. You know, he had an AR in the car. He had a nine millimeter in the car, um, open bottle of Hennessy, you know, put him over right while he was pulling in the driveway. So, um, shit, they was in his name. They were registered. Only thing they told him, listen, man, the gun's checked out, man. You at your people's house. We ain't gonna even sweat you about the drink. His gun's checked out. Some of these dudes on here is faking. Some of these dudes, really these choppers in their name, you know what I mean? They can legally carry them, legally have them. You know what I mean? So I don't take every time I see something as they getting exploited. Some of these dudes are don't have no felonies, you know, and are gun owners, you know. So take that into consideration, too. Yeah, some people will even say, well, down south, the gun culture is a little bit more um, eased. It's, you know, it's it's not as strict. But if you're a felon, it doesn't matter what state or what city right, you're right, in, right. you're going to get violated. You're going to go to jail. So it's just something that um, I don't rock with that. And some people call me a hater for coming down on other creators that do it. But, uh, you know, and also I don't think it's a long term strategy, because if you shoot videos in a particular hood and then after a while people do go to jail, you're going to burn the bridge to come back to that hood to do future content because they were like, oh, no, 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 we ain't messing with you. The homies went to jail. So you, you can't come here anymore. So Hell it's also yeah. maintaining your relationships in these different communities also as a creator. Right. I totally agree with you. Now, um, I'm going to post a picture of this DA because um, I think she's a cutie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you give us a thumbs up in the comments on the Streets and Scholars Instagram page if you think she's cute or not. Um, but she is definitely bringing more indictments. She's already done two indictments of rappers 
um, YF, I mean, yeah, F and Lucci. Lucci's yeah. been sitting in jail for, I think, a year and a half. Yeah, he's been down for a minute. And nothing has happened on this case. So that means that, um, what's his name, Young Thug and Gunna, who got no bail, they're going to be sitting in there for at least a year or two. They better be prepared for it, you know <laughs> what I mean? But at the same time, sometimes sitting will get you a better deal or get you to the house. So, you know, but what they trying to do is wear them down. Yeah. You know, they want to wear them down. Alex, get them to, you know, get so tired. They, you know, and uh, and uh, even when I went to the state the first time, man, I was so tired of the county jail, man. I'm just like, man, I'm just whatever I, I take. <laughs> I'm tired of this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to get out and get to the yard and live better than this you know that county jail treacherous so that's what they do they'll sit you in there man they'll wear you down and some people can't hold it some people can't take it and they start getting you know frustrated yeah okay so um we'll be on the lookout for what's going on in atlanta apparently in the next two months some indictments coming down with real fast who didn't somebody um file for a speedy trial was that ynw Melly? yeah he did that yeah, was he's that was before they tried to put the death penalty on him. Okay. He filed for speedy trial. Then they filed a motion to put the death penalty on mm-hmm. him. And that didn't work. So he should be going to trial. Okay, okay. I know somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got, that's what I'm saying. Basically, he tired. He ready to go. He's ready. Yeah, he ready. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. Um, another topic here. <laughs> what do you think about this bishop? Uh, bishop Lamore Whitehead from Brooklyn, New York got robbed on live uh, on his live while giving a sermon in his church and he got robbed for him and his wife his wife was sitting in the front he got robbed for a million dollars worth of jewelry he's wearing a million dollars worth of jewelry giving a sermon right what is that all about you know what it's all about you know <laughs> what i mean you know and i could talk to him all shit about it because you know a lot of this stuff is propaganda even in the religious uh you know field too you know he's sitting up there you know you balling you know, off the faith of other people, you know, got them paying their ties, you know, wishing them well, going to the hospital, praying for their speedy recovery. But you over here, man, racking up the bread. Not to mention, I mean, if you was making investments, nobody would talk about you. If you was on some apartment buildings, and what, which he may still do, but man, you out here with a million dollars worth of jewelry on, driving fancy cars, and you got know, Rolls Royce. I, I think it's a slap in the face to the members of the church. Yeah, man. Um, let me see. I, I got a clip here. Um, you know, dude is a hustler. He's a hustler. No doubt about it. Um, he did some time in prison. So he, he you know, he, he's not new to the streets. Uh, let me play this clip here. Um, let's see here. Let me see if this is it right here. Is robbed of more than a million dollars in jewelry, <laughs> and the incident was caught on camera during a live stream. That's right. Bishop Lamar Whitehead was delivering a sermon yesterday morning when he noticed the gun-wielding intruders. Police say the suspects targeted the bishop and his wife. No one was hurt, thankfully. Lisa Evers is in Canarsie with what the bishop had to say after this horrifying ordeal. Lisa. Well, Stephen Laurie, this well-known Brooklyn Bishop, Lamore Whitehead, holds his Sunday services in the space you see right behind me, with some of the faithful coming in person and many more watching his sermons via live stream. But on Sunday, his sermon was interrupted when armed robbers burst in. Yo, yo, all right, right, right. On Sunday, as Bishop Lamore Whitehead delivered his sermon for his Leaders of Tomorrow ministry, police say three masked gunmen stormed in and rushed right for the bishop. They took more than $1 million worth of gold jewelry and gems, including a Rolex watch from the bishop and his wife. When I see them come into the sanctuary with their guns, 
I told everybody, get out. No shots were fired. People here are stunned. It was just shocking to know that in this neighborhood something like that is, would happen. And it's thrilling for the people that come to church that day. It's horrible. We just, it's sad to know what's going on in the world right now. The armed robbers ran out and then police say jumped into a white Mercedes for their getaway. Bishop Whitehead was in the news last May for attempting to negotiate the surrender of murder suspect Andrew Abdullah, wanted for the Q train shooting that took the life of Daniel Enriquez, who was on his way to Sunday brunch. Whitehead drove his $400,000 Rolls Royce to the 5th Precinct, but the NYPD took Abdullah into custody without his help. Whitehead has had his own contact with the criminal justice system, serving five years behind bars for identity theft and grand larceny. You know, it's my prerogative to purchase what I want to purchase. If I worked hard for it, I can purchase what I want to purchase. So I guess he's been taking a little bit of heat for being the type of uh, preacher that drives around in half a million dollar cars and walking around with a million dollars in jewelry. No doubt, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I still think he's hustling, to be honest with you. You know, as far as, I don't think it was a million dollars of jewelry, but I'm sure the insurance company may give him that million dollar check. You know what I mean? So he's hustling all the way around. And like I said, I think it's a slap in the face to the congregation, to his members and all that, just for you to be flaunting you know, around like that, man. When some of these people, they put their hard-earned money, they pay their tithes, you know, faithfully every week or every month. And and um, some of them don't even have it like that. But it's because they believe in the faith, they believe in the Lord, they believe in whatever you preach, and, you know, they do it. And, and, and that's the problem I have with it. Well, you just said something interesting about um, the insurance claim, which he's most likely going to do, because there's been some people saying that they believe this robbery was staged, it's fake, and it's done for other purposes, and one would be to cash in on an insurance policy. No doubt. I mean, you know, you could tell some robbers, yeah, look, man, I got a hundred racks for y'all. Come in here, it's gonna be easy. Nobody's at church gonna have. I mean, Auntie Betsy ain't gonna have no pistol <laughs> on her. You know, come in here, lay it down, take what you gonna take. Cause somebody also said in that that he said some like lay down before they didn't even ask him to lay down you know what I mean? yeah you know he said you know okay i'll let you know everybody on the ground that didn't happen yeah huh? he didn't ask everybody to lay on the ground man you you cooperate no you 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 know helping out with the robbery you know yeah i just i just i actually picked up on that i didn't think to say anything i thought maybe i didn't hear it right right but, but i can't accuse him i'm just saying you know but but yeah you know you it's sad to say that you just don't know nowadays you know but i'm wondering the hit that his congregation to take as far as you know, the level of trust that they have in him. But one thing I know about a lot of religious people, they be faithful, man. They do because they think that this person is the way to God or Jesus, um, not realizing that he possibly might be a fraud. No know, doubt. Possibly. And, and, and not, to, not to mention that you don't need a, 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 a secondhand party, you know, if you believe to have your relationship with, you know, whatever religion you, you know, believing and you don't need nobody else to to to, to corroborate that uh relationship with you and you know your religion yeah man so um th there is a quite there there is a possibility this is a publicity set because when you look at the video there's a guy stand sitting in a chair behind him that is not even affected by it. he's just chilling like all right hurry hey, up and man, do this he chilling man when i say chilling <laughs> i damn near thought he was gonna open up a bag of chips man and fire up a newport you know what i mean yeah. just check it out you know and uh but don't get me wrong i do know some i have seen some people that was robbed and you know and they just was calm and cool maybe they were robbers so they didn't you know you know but 
dude was too cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was over there super cool. I'm going to post a clip of this on the Streets and Scholars Instagram page so you guys can check it out. And you let us know, do you think this is a publicity stunt? Is this whole robbery fake? Or did these people really see him as a um, you know, a way to come up and, and get some money? Well, you know what? I could believe that people saw him as a come up. If he pushing Rolls Royces, man, and he out here with, you know, big jury on and he's acting like, you know, how society is acting as far as when it comes to you know, he did time before. So he ain't no stranger to danger, you know what I mean? So, um, I just don't know, Alex. I, I'm, I'm going to see if after an investigation go down, because sometimes these people think they so slick. And when that investigation go down, you'll be surprised on what, what it actually was. Well, he did do time for, uh, was it identity theft and fraud or something? Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of like right up his right alley. Right up his alley. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not, you know, I'm not trying to accuse a guy, but he's looking suspicious right now. Yeah. But, you know, he's got ties into the po- into politics. He's friends with the city of um, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. I mean, but if he agrees in his palms or putting in donations into that kitty, you know, yeah, man, you know how this stuff works. Yeah. All right, so uh, last thing I want to talk about, man, is a local issue that we had going on here in the city of L.A. at uh, the beautiful Peck Park down in San Pedro, which is the the most uh, the most southern tip of Los Angeles. Uh, there was a big, like, I don't know what you call it, a, a baseball game, mm-hmm. low riders, right. cars, everything, you know, for different hoods to come out on a peace day, though. No doubt. It was a function that um, I've been to many of those. I've played in many of those games, whether it was basketball, softball, football, you know, um, very familiar with them, you know. And, you know, sometimes um, even though the plan is for it, everything to go, you know, peaceful, um, it's, it wouldn't be unusual if something broke out. No doubt. You know what I mean? I just hate that. To be honest with you, it's two things that I got to, you know, don't like about it. You know, for one, I hate that it was it was. It was blacks. You know, I, I just really do. You know, I don't want to see nobody getting shot or killed at a park, you know, playing softball. Don't get me wrong. But I hate when it's blacks. And then I hate that it was Compton. You know what I mean? You know, and and uh, because the city of Compton, Linwood Watts, you know, is working so hard, man, to try to, you know, not better no image, but try to save some lives. And what these dudes was doing was playing some games, playing some sports and some whatever happened went wrong. And, man, a couple people end up dead. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me play this clip. Uh, let me cue this up. This is uh, Peck Park, Los Angeles. Deadly mass shooting in a local park. Wait, did she call it a mass shooting? Let me rewind that back. We are learning more about yesterday's deadly mass shooting in a local park and how neighbors are fed up with the violence. It happened in Peck Park at Western and Summerland Avenues in San Pedro. Two people died and six others were injured. KCAL 9's Lori Perez is live for us in San Pedro with more on the event that was going on when the shootings happened and the concerns in the community. Lori. Well, Serene, right where we're standing yesterday was a scene of chaos on this basketball court. There was a crowd of anxious and scared people over here on the street is where EMTs were triaging victims. And down the road was the main scene of the crime. Throughout this community, neighbors and leaders are reeling after a shooting that, as you said, killed two people and left six others injured with the shooter or shooters still on the run. Many are trying to stop more damage. It seemed like the bullets was getting bigger and bigger, so that made people run faster and faster. So 
like I say, it, it was bad. Andre Christian was in Peck Park Sunday just before four when the shooting started and part of a crowd of hundreds held in lockdown as an army of first responders descended on reports of multiple victims and possibly multiple suspects. LAPD says of eight people hit by gunfire, two men died at the hospital, six others are stable. And as the search for the shooter or shooters continues, Christian and other gang interventionists who joined me on Zoom say they don't know who the suspects are, but they are certain of who they are not. But nothing, they didn't have no connection to the low riding world or the baseball world at all. It looks like it happened because of the event and has something to do with the event, but it had nothing to do with either event at that part. And that's what we want to clarify. They're talking about a lowrider meetup and a softball game that were happening when the shooting started. Both, they say, admittedly involving former gang members, but gang members committed to peace. And while LAPD has said the shooting was gang related, this group doesn't want the events to take a hit, stifling the very peacekeeping efforts that could prevent other shootings. Yeah, man, that's basically what you were just talking about, FG. Like, um, you know, these efforts are supposed to be you know, peaceful family events, actually. No doubt. And most of the time they are. You know, a lot of times they are. I mean, you know, I've been to hundreds of them and they've been peaceful. You know what I mean? You do get some that, that, that an altercation or a situation to break out, but it's not most of the time that it's about, you know, y'all versus them or, you know, two groups against each other. Sometimes it's two individuals, you know. And uh, I don't know what happened at this park, but, you know, it definitely uh, went down. And uh, one thing I can say is once the shit get going, it's hard to reel in and then you got, you know, people stepping in and different people because, say, if you at a park chilling, Alex, you know what I mean? You chilling, you talking over here, just say, if you over here talking, got your low rider out, you talking to a, the homies or a young lady and somebody else get to shooting and the bullet fly over your way, hit your car that you leaning on, guess what you're going to do? Pull out your, now you in it. You know, basically, and this how it escalates. It's not always that, you know, you was even a part of the problem or the plan. It's just sometimes that, like I say, once them bullets get to flying and shit like that, other people get involved. Man, this article here says that the, that the LAPD said the shooting had nothing to do with the car show and resulted from a dispute between two people near the field. Well, it's kind of cool that they're saying it had nothing to do with the car show because sometimes they like to just smear the whole event. You know what I did? And I heard the lady on there say that they were trying to keep their peace, keeping efforts alive. I appreciate that she said that because she didn't have to, you know, and, uh, and, uh, but it's all the same shit, you know? Yeah. Um, because there's so many cameras everywhere and this was a city of LA park, um, you know, and two people killed, Actually, it was nine people shot. One person took himself to the hospital on his own. Eight people um, went to the hospital. Of those eight, two died. Mm. Um, it was weird that this uh, lady on the news called it a mass shooting. I thought mass shootings had their own specific definition. Uh, no, when you get somebody that's shooting in the crowd or two or three or four people shooting in the crowd, I mean, you can't put mass on that, you know. It was more than one shooter, apparently. You know, the way they're making it seem was more than one shooter. And um, and uh, from what I've seen and, and, and my intelligence on it, and so when you de depend on what your definition of mass is, it was six, seven people shot, so you could label that as mass, actually. Yeah, I guess. Um, you know, I never looked. I, I thought mass shooting was something else, but I think that the definition is starting to change because they're saying that we've had like a hundred and something mass shootings in this country. And I just think that anytime there's more than one victim, they're going to just call it a yeah, mass shooting. Yeah, you can shooting. call it a mass, yeah. To me, a mass shooting was Uvalde, Texas. No doubt, no doubt. Um, 
Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. You know, Sandy Hook. You yeah. Know, yeah. But now um, it's getting uh, defined in a different way, man. But uh, yeah, man, we, we took a little hit here in the city of L.A., man. It was a little disappointing to hear about this because these are t- these are events that I like to go to if I have the time to go. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. Who don't want to see some clean eyes, low riders, play some softball? And like you say, you know, it's always... Um, you know, interesting to see. And most of the time, the people that show up for these are mature homies that, you know, is about to peace and about to trying to keep shit in order. But sometimes, Alice, you don't know who ran into who. You know, see, the one thing about it, I can't, I can't speak down on the situation because you don't know who ran into who. Somebody ran into somebody that did something to their brother or did something to their sister or did something to their... So everybody ain't gonna wait till tomorrow everybody not finished you know sometime when it's on on somebody could have not seen each other 20 years and finally bumped heads and it just happened to be here and unfortunately you know um this is the hit that you know compton take la take you know black folks take you know yeah i saw a funny clip of uh the, the news was interviewing this this chick and she was basically saying, yeah, you know, what, what happened has happened. But then she banged on the news person. Hey, she put him on. Hey, oh, she's going viral. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She said, I, all I yeah, know is the Santana yeah. Block Compton Crib. Hey, man, the Tana's <laughs> going viral right now, man, you know. Yeah. And yeah. everyone knows that the, uh, this event was majority Santana. But yeah. was it all of Compton or... I don't know the specifics. You know what? I don't either, man. And I don't want to call and get in the crib business and ask a few guys, you know what I mean? But at the same time, because I didn't plan on uh, speaking on it. I didn't have enough intel on it. But like I say, she went viral with that. Yeah. They got so many memes <laughs> on Instagram and stuff like that. But then when I heard it was a softball game, man, and shit like that, I champion that type of shit. You know what I mean? Because I know the homies do the same thing, you know. Uh, the homie Swanee Fly, he really big on putting these games together for the B team, you know what I mean? From Villain. From Villain, and and, and, and and I commend him on that, you know, because like I say, it builds structures, it builds unity, it builds dudes where when you don't know somebody, you can call, hey man, such and such, hey man, call Swanee, or call certain dudes, and they can get in touch with certain dudes and squash everything. Yeah. So we need this type of shit, you know what I mean? It's just unfortunately at this time, some shit went wrong, you know? You know, um, there's been a couple of softball games over the last five years where there's been some drama. And every time I talk to some, you know, some cats, they, a lot of them say, you know, what, I'm, I'm staying away from that game because I don't know what's going to happen. Some people already assume, you know what, because it's this hood and that hood, even though it's supposed to be positive. I'm going to sit this one out. No, no doubt, no doubt, and that does happen. You know what I mean? Sometimes you'll be like, you know what, I'm not going to roll to that one because the tension <laughs> is so high, Yeah. you know, and then you might know who involved, you know, who playing, you know, and sometimes you know this dude is a straight hothead and this dude don't care about kind of the respect. Some dudes feel like they disrespect, somebody disrespect him over nothing. You know, I've had plenty of conversations with the homies. Man, the homie disrespect Dude, he didn't disrespect you. He just said what he said, and you didn't like what he said. But he didn't disrespect you, you know, so sometimes people need to put their ego aside, you know, and really listen to the what's, the facts of what's going on. And sometimes somebody's not disrespecting you. They may just be saying how they feel, you know. Yeah, man. So I, I hope the brothers continue the efforts on these softball games. I used to go to a, a quite a few of them before COVID. COVID kind of messed a whole lot of uh, the momentum up. But um, I'm glad that they're doing it. I hope this doesn't, you know, mess up the future plans of these events um you know we just got to try better that's it oh no doubt no doubt you know what i mean and uh because it's some it's some pretty good times and pretty good laughs at some of these events man you know and i know a lot of homies out there low riding you know i want to build me another rider you know and um so definitely you know i hope uh you know shit get um 
ironed out to where we can get back to the peaceful events. I know this is highly unlikely, but these type of events, there should be no guns. I know it's. I know that's unlikely because everybody can go. Well, I'm gonna leave it in my trunk. Well, right. I'm gonna leave it in my car. Right. But if everyone said, if we all agreed, no guns, then nobody gets shot. The worst thing is a fight. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you know, like I say, back in the day, people would take that fight even if you had the guns. See, that's the difference, Alex. When I was coming up as a youngster, yeah, they got guns. You know what I mean? But they're still going to run this fade. With that, they're going to hand their gun off to their homie and say, hold this, I'm going to run this fade, run, lose, or draw. Yeah. And I'm not going to run and grab it. If I lose, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? That's how it was. So nowadays, like you say, but I, I really believe it's because th these youngsters don't have the love for each other, you know, or the love for the next man from the next neighborhood no more. And that's how these situations happen. Everybody is like, fuck everybody. You know what I mean? How likely is it to to do an event like this, but then tell all the organizers and have all the organizers tell all their homies to say, we are not taking any guns, no one's to bring guns. If you bring a gun, you're getting DP, this is gonna be a free gun zone. How likely is that to happen? Slim and none, yeah. you know what I mean? Because we, you know, this is LA, man, you know what I mean? And so at the same time, you've been heated all your life, man, you know, and, and the motto is I'd rather get caught with it than without it. You know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a saying forever. You know, and um, but this my on the flip side of that though, Alice. Sometimes you go to an event, you already know that everybody here has a gun. That keeps shit in check too, dude. You ain't the only one out here with one. Exactly. You only got fifteen, nine, twelve bullets, man. You after that's gone, what you gonna do about the hundred and two hundred bullets that these other ten guys got? And that's the whole thing about it. So. You still got to be a hell of a motherfucker to pull your gun out and shoot at an event like this because this is the shit happened. Dude, seven, eight people then got shot when you probably was only trying to shoot one dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So when you pull that pistol out, everybody got him. You're not finna be the only one shooting, bro. <laughs> yeah. you, you get what I'm saying, Alex? Yeah. So, so, so it's almost dumb, like you say, to bring them because everybody else got them too. You're not the only one out here, dude, finna be go back to squabbing it up now. Maybe it was a situation where it's, it's past squabbles. You know what I mean? It could be somebody in your life, Alex, that if you bumped into today, you know, it's this, with this one person, it's on site. And it could have been that one person that bumped into another person. Damn. I mean, because that's, that's a possibility almost at any event, though. No doubt. But once you shoot, you know, once I shoot at Alex and miss and hit the next dude lowrider or shoot the next dude girlfriend, that put a whole new set of people into it. That's why you have these shootings that's that's escalating like they are. And, you know, the city of L.A. is probably not going to allow these events to happen in their parks because they're going to say, you guys, you guys don't know how to to at least have a day of no guns. You know, that's why I ask, you know, is it possible? I know it's unlikely, but I don't think that we should give up on that possibility because, um, Hey, if there's no guns, nobody gets shot. As simple as that. Yeah, no doubt. But you know, that's just a little far. I, you know, I believe it's just a little far fetched. You know, yeah. if it was a way that, you know, that's why. That's why. You know, it's funny. Like when you're in jail and you don't have a gun, <laughs> you see who really tough and who really with the shit. You know, opposed to these dudes nowadays, man. You could be a buster, but you really pop that pistol fast. Yeah. Well, um, we're gonna wrap it up there, man. Any final thoughts on any of these topics before we uh, wrap up this episode of Streets and Scholars? No, I'm going to keep my eye open on the Kenley down there and um, see what's going on with that city manager and those uh, police officers and see if they come back to the force, see what's going on, because this need to be something that need to be shed some light on. You know, if you're going to quit because a certain person was hired, 
how loyal are you really to this town or to this police force? That's you know, point. because sometimes we get new employers, people buy out companies all the time, Alex, and we have to, if this is really what we about, we deal with what's going on and we find a way to make it work. We don't just quit and say, okay, we want a new one. You don't work like that. Well, I believe the racial undertones are at play over there in North Carolina. Hopefully it will all works out. Make sure you tap in to the Streets and Scholars Instagram page. I'm going to put a picture up of Justine Jones. I'm also going to put a picture up of Tanny Willis, the DA from Fulton County. And uh, what you got going on on FG Unleashed, man? You know what, FG Unleashed, moving a little slow, Alex, because it's not a gossip site. You know what I mean? I don't sit there and talk about, you know, um, other people or other things. You know, I try to focus on uh, getting the youth, uh, uh, spitting something in their year. And um, it's it's a slow moving thing just based on, you know, positivity. is is It moves slow. You know, definitely. I mean, the slow growth is the best growth, man, on this YouTube streets. But um, make sure you guys tap in to FG Unleashed YouTube. He's always putting some hell of a videos up there. Um, that one you did on on Tyga and YG, that one really went up, man. That was that was actually a good one. That was a dope one. <laughs> you know what? It was a lot of people that, that felt that one, you know. So. Yeah. So uh, um, don't forget about my channel, uh, Street TV, on the YouTube platform. I actually just created another ch uh, channel called Street TV Flicks, where every video is going to be three minutes or less. And uh, hit me up at AlexAlonso101. Send us some questions. If you want us to talk about any questions, any topics, send that in to uh, the DM, or you could even send them to FGeneral1. That's FG's Instagram, FGeneral1. And that wraps up another fire episode of Streets and Scholars. <laughs>